Hi, everybody. Welcome. This is the Community's Our Middle Name podcast, proudly presented by Grandpids Community Health. My name is Gareth Alba. Thanks for joining me again this week. I really appreciate you tuning in and having a listen to the podcast. This week, we're talking with Monica Vendi, who is our Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies practitioner, one of our Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies practitioners anyway. And we're talking about the Healthy Mums, Healthy Babies program, about what, what that involves, what her role is, and how she helps expectant mothers and their babies right across the Wimmera. This is in the lead up to National Children's Week, which is coming up on the 23rd of November. So if you guys uh, get something out of this, it was great having a chat to mine, and I really appreciate Monica coming on. She was extremely nervous, but I think she did a hell of a job. So welcome to the Community's Middle Name Podcast, proudly presented by Grampy's Community Health. I'm here with Monica Vendi, who is a Healthy Mother's Healthy Babies practitioner. Mon, thanks for giving us some time to come on the show this week. Thank you, Gareth. Yes, quite happy to. Excellent. Excellent. I knew you were really stoked to come on. I've actually known Mon for a number of years. We worked together at a another organisation prior to both coming to, to GCH. It was actually because of you, Mon, that I found out about the, the gig I applied for at GCH many years ago. So I don't know if you knew that, but... Well, that's really good. I was happy yeah. for you um, come on board to GCH. Oh, that makes someone. We're here to talk about, with National Children's Week coming up, your program, which is the Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies program. Can you give me a little bit of, just a, just a bit of a nutshell overview of what the Healthy Mums, Healthy Bubs, as it's known, around, around the offices, mm-hmm. uh, about what you guys actually do, you, yourself and, and Shannon, who's the other practitioner? And what we do is we actually support mums from pregnancy right through till they have their baby and then six to eight weeks after birth. Sometimes we can wriggle a little bit um, further if, we, if the mums needs a little bit extra support or are waiting till other services become engaged with. Um, it's quite a, a really good role and uh, it has had some really positive outcomes for these mums, especially the isolated ones and other mums that are just finding it pretty hard to do it all being pregnant. It's hard enough at the best of times, isn't it? As, as you know all too well, having um, kids and grandkids of your own, it's, it's, mm. it's quite difficult at the best of times, and especially for people who are isolated. That would make it that much tougher, I'd imagine. Yes, it does, um, because they can't get into services. They um, could be that they don't have transport or living out extended kilometres. So this program, we go to them and we can transport them into all the doctor's appointments and if maternal child health nurse or other existing support services that they need whilst pregnant. So what was your background? What what were you doing before coming into this role? Um, Well, I've had uh, quite a number of uh, positions, um, but I've always focused on families and children and I've sort of worked around those family areas, but I did have a little... Um, jump across to disability where you and I met. But then when I seen this new program, it really got me thinking again how I missed working with mums and working with families. So, um, yeah, and it was a new program that we had to set up. So that was the excitement to be able to um, put together a program that would be uh, that would help especially mums and bubs within this um, community. 
So when you say it was a new program that you had to set up, how much input did you have into setting the program up? Um, well, we had a very good manager, Mia, and she more or less said to us, this is a new program that's going to happen. So there was another worker with me at the time, Nicole, and um, so we had to sort of make connections with um, lots of service providers. We had to put together our little pamphlets. We um, had to put together the casework and how we're going to do it, the support of Mia uh, helping us along the way. And it sort of then we actually had to get referrals, um, which started to come in quite well. And I think it's one of the programs that pregnant mums, it could be new new mums, it can be young mums, um, it can be mums with disabilities, it can be mum with um, drug and alcohol issues, it can also be mums that have mental health issues and also just the low socioeconomic of today that makes it really hard for our mothers to um, be able to do the best for their babies. Um, it can also be just new mums that have like that haven't had bubs before and they need a bit of support and that also goes a long way in getting a really good outcome. It's, it's always tough the first time around, isn't it? When, because as, as everyone knows, there's no manual, there's no rule book for, for what to do when you have kids and for people, you know, like some of the people you mentioned, like people with a disability, for example, or people who may have had substance issues, I'm sure that adds that extra layer of, of difficulty on top, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It definitely does. And as we all know, we don't like to ask for A lot of people don't like to ask for help and they try to do it on their own and that makes it a little bit harder. And this is a referral process is with uh, mother's consent. Then we sort of work out exactly what she may need and what supports and then we go from there. So talk me through that. So you, you go into someone's... Um I'm assuming you go into someone's house and you provide this service. What's the sort of stuff that you would then be doing? You meet this this person for the first time, mother to be, maybe for the first their, their first child, perhaps. What would be the stuff that you would be setting up for that person, or or supports that you might put in place for that person? Well, um, often we might get a referral from a service provider that is aware that this mum is pregnant, and then she's agreed to place the referral. Sometimes they can be self referrals. We'd like to respond at a timely service and we try to do outreach where we can um, and we develop a trusting relationship with these people and then we also ask what our goals will be. Then we actually link her in possibly if um, she hasn't been to see, I'll, I'll say a baby doctor so that we know what we're talking about. Also we link her in with uh, other services that she might need through medical or counselling um, those type of things. We try to visit weekly, um, but if she's early in the pregnancy, we will most probably fortnightly or, or even a little bit longer. We then um, refer to other agencies if, if she needs extra support. And then also material aids. And um, we are very grateful to St Kilda Mums and Eureka Mums, and we can place the order for all the material needs that they need, which is absolutely wonderful. So it sounds like you do a lot of work with hand-in-hand liaising with other agencies as well. Um, What's the reception been like from some of these other agencies to the Healthy Mums, Healthy Babies program? I imagine imagine most people would be pretty positive about the whole thing. Um, Yes. uh, It's... Now that we're, we're known, it is really good and um, like we work with the medical practices, we work with uh, the hospitals, we also, oh, that's the mid part, we also work with, um, could be housing, it could be, um, you know, substance referrals, uh, yeah, and it's been quite accepted. Um, the mothers are quite happy, most of them have enjoyed having the support and just to be able to follow through and advocate for them. 
I really find sometimes that these mums um, just need that little bit extra support to be able to navigate through um, services and what they're experiencing. We also have to be able to support through often PND might come in, postnatal depression, um, and we're aware of that and we make sure that um, we can refer to appropriate places if that becomes evident that she needs a little bit more support in that area. Is that something you come across often, Mon, the, the postnatal depression stuff? I think a lot of it is um, a lot more um, education has been supported um, for PND um, mums and I think this has really helped and there are really good support services for this at the moment and I think that has helped the mothers uh, it's also part of that wider discussion about mental health, I suppose, isn't it? And about, and it's something I've talked about with different people on this podcast, is how mental health is now a lot more widely spoken about. It's not the the stigma that was once attached to it, and I'm sure PND probably falls under that banner as well, because uh, it's a, a pretty tough thing for someone to be going through. How how wide your area of service, Mon? Yeah, well, we're funded to do the um, Horsham and Yarriambiac area. And um, that is quite uh, quite extensive. So on a normal day, we might even drive two hours to get to a mum, bring her into the services that she needs, and then drive them back. An example would be at the moment looking after mum and um, to get the appropriate care. We're driving from Horsham to Bendigo. Wow, how long does that take you? Uh, approximately three hours there, like to get there, and then we do the appointments and then we try to get her home again in, in reasonable time. We also drive from Horsham to Ballarat to meet up with um, other needs. Um, so it's a couple of hours as well, isn't it? Yeah, so there's that type of thing. Um, and it's also just making those phone calls to, to them and um, great texting messages um, and that keeps them sort of connected with you. I'm going to mention the dreaded C word now that we've we've all been talking about for the past nearly two years. How has COVID affected the way that you can provide these services to people? Because you talked about, you know, you might be going traveling to Bendigo or Ballarat from Horsham, uh, which is a long a long trip, six hour round trip, Horsham Bendigo and back again. Even going out to some of the other little towns in the Yarriambiac and uh, Horsham rural city areas, like places like say. Warrantnabeel and things like that. How has COVID affected your ability to get those services out there? Um, we've got to follow proper uh, protocols and procedures through Grandparents Community Health. We are an essential service. Uh, what we do now is we most probably we do still visit, but um, it's under um, proper um, requirements. We do find it a little bit harder, but we've just got to be creative and. Um, try and put together a support service. So do you do a lot of telehealth stuff, Mon? Like, like you and I are recording this over Teams at the moment. Do you do a lot of that sort of stuff too? Um, well, I don't know if you can put this in or not, but they don't really have phone. A lot of phones don't connect for some reason. So what I do is I try to do FaceTime, but if you haven't got a phone... Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's really relevant because it's, uh, you know, there's probably people who live in areas without a great internet coverage or without great phone coverage and that would make it that much more difficult for, for not just them but also for yourself to, to get that service to them. Well, that's exactly right. Um, I think we are going to try and do a bit of telehealth if this real, if this COVID kicks off the way it is. But um, also what I do is, like in Warwick and Bill, I meet up at the neighbourhood house. So therefore they follow the proper 
COVID regulations and you know it's okay, but that's another way we get around it. And another way is just meeting them outside and um, uh, talking through whatever it is and going from there. Um, we also have a lot of connections with the maternal child health nurse and dom nurses and they sort of fill us in on, you know, how baby and mum are going and, and that type of thing. But yeah, there's, there's usually creative ways that we can um, meet the needs of these clients. I just want to double back for a second. For people like me who are a little bit ignorant around some mm. of the terms, what's a dom nurse? Well, they look after the babies um, when, they, when they're born in the hospital and they're the first contact with mums sort of um, that come home. And they usually do a couple of visits and make sure that they're um, medically okay and mum and baby are okay. And then um, it's transferred over to the maternal child health nurses. Okay, now I'm with you. Yeah, we um, obviously had that when my my kids were born. We would have had the dom nurses and the maternal child health nurses. So great service, and and it's a, it's great that you can link in with those services as well and provide that little bit extra for some of these people. Because I'd imagine a lot of people that you deal with are, are really struggling. Even pre-COVID, it's probably quite difficult because you're talking about people who may have had various issues, be it substance, be it mental health, be it socio-economic issues. It's hard enough at the best of times. So I'm sure that there's a great sense of gratitude from the people you work alongside. Um, yeah, and I think because we work with them for so long, because sometimes they could be in early stages of pregnancy, so you do build up a, a good relationship with them. They um, sort of like the support, and so you do build a relationship, especially by the time the baby is born. We also support the mums, and I know it's not a very good topic, I suppose. You might have to cut this a bit out, but child protection... I don't know if you want to know, but we actually support mums, you know, like if child protection become involved in that as well. So we work with them to get the best outcome we can for mother and baby. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, if they've got kids in, if they've got other children um, and we can see that they need a, um, extra support, we would refer them on to services as well. We don't actually work with other family members like children and that, but we make sure that the children are supported if they need referrals. You focus on on the mother and baby, but you sort of take a bit of a holistic approach to the family from the sounds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's really good, Mon. We might take a very quick break, mm-hmm. and then um, we'll be back after this very short and very important message with some some more discussions about healthy mums, healthy bubs. So stick around. This Middle Name podcast is proudly presented by Grampians Community Health. Grampians Community Health offers a wide range of services across a large area across Western Victoria, servicing the local government areas of the Northern Grampian Shire, Arrat Rural City Council, Horsham Rural City Council, Pyrenees Shire, West Rim Shire, Hindmarsh Shire and Yarriambiak Shire. Services available include alcohol and other drug support, carer support, community age and disability support, including NDIS support coordination and plan management, Counselling across a wide range of sectors, including generalist counselling, homelessness support, gambler's help, community mental health, and much, much more. For more information, contact us on 5358 7400 or visit our website, gch.org.au, or come and visit us in person in Ararat, Stall, or Horsham. Grampians Community Health, for you, your family, and our community, and we're proud to bring you the Community is Our Middle Name podcast. And welcome back. 
I'm here with Monica Vendi, Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies Practitioner. We're talking about the Healthy Mothers, Healthy Baby Program. And we're also going to talk a little bit about National Children's Week, which kicks off uh, next week, I believe, on, on the mm. what, that 23rd? Uh, Garrett? So, yeah, National Children's Week kicking off on the 23rd of October. Mon, you, you said earlier on you're quite passionate about working with families and working with children. Um, what does National Children's Week sort of mean to you as a person who works with children at their very earliest stages? Well, I think it's it's um, a really good thing to just let us sit back and, and um, acknowledge the children's voice and also to have our children in a safe and nurturing environment. And that's from being in utero right through. I suppose this year it'll be to have a bit of fun. If you look on the on the website, there's a lot of activities and that that you can do. And yeah, I think it's just where I sit in my job position. Why Children's Week is really important. Yeah, and we were talking during the break as well about it's been a tough two years for everyone, but especially for kids. Um, you know, there's been that that the homeschooling for starters, which has then led to the lack of socialisation for a lot of kids. Yeah. And for, for some of the kids you deal with, the socialisation that they should be getting at that very, very early age probably hasn't been happening, has it? No, they, they, um, no. like a lot of the groups in that I think have been cancelled and, and things like that. So mums and bubs, where they might have had a parenting group or something, I don't know whether they've been doing that on web. I think a couple of um, services have. But, you know, the usual just social connections have been limited and the same with the children. But um, the maternal child health nurses and them, they've been really good and they've still been just doing what they normally do, which has been great. Um, yeah. And, and the social stuff is important, not just for the kids, but as you as you sort of touched on there, that for the parents as well, it's really important. We, we spoke it before the break uh, in the first segment about the isolation and the loneliness that can lead to the, that post-natal um, depression stuff. And that, that's been something that's probably been used. I know for, for us and for, and for, for me, uh, as, as a parent, I love getting to chat to the other parents after kinder or at playgroups and things like that. Yeah. And that, that's all sort of been missing the last few years. So that's really important for everyone, I think, isn't it? Yes, it is. And I think we are... Whilst we do this position, um, we also are a messenger. We actually try to support them, you know, in what's up and coming and, and you know, health messages and um, the education services that need to happen. And, yeah, I think it's been really hard on these mums. And also we've got to remember the dads too that are around. They've most probably found it quite difficult to bring home a new baby and, and um, uh, supporting mum, uh, which makes it really a bit difficult to actually get things up and running. Absolutely. And I can speak from experience there. Um, that's one of the things I found. And look, I'm not going to say that, that dads have it just as tough as mums because we don't. Mums have got the much, much tougher job. But there is a, there, there was, and there, there probably still is a lot of support for mums, but then for some of the dads who are, who are around and, and helping, um, it's, yeah, you're sort of a bit of an island, which makes it a bit tricky because you, you do sort of stop and think, man, am I doing the right thing by my kids? And is this, you know, because it's, it's all new. It's, it's a, it's an adventure. And, um, Children's Week is a, um, yeah, good way to get your voice heard. My kids have no trouble getting their voices heard though. Monica, just quietly, you've met my kids. So, um, yeah. yeah. Well, my grandchildren, they're pretty good at voicing their opinions too. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, and that's another thing. That, like, I can feel for these um, parents because of the same position that I'm in with the children. Um, my grandchildren used to come quite often, um, but we do FaceTime and we do connectiveness um, with a lot of that way. 
But there's another thing with this Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies program is a really excellent program, but there is a bit of a gap from Horsham to Ballarat where the Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies program doesn't extend and we've been trying to get it extended a little bit further. There is a support service at Uniting Wimmera, but I'm not sure how far that comes down. But, um, yeah, so we've sort of got to do a little bit of help down there because Grampians Community Health is in Ararat. But um, it would be really good to be able to be funded right down to that area. You and I were talking about this yesterday, how um, Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies is a fantastic program, but yeah. it seems to only run in the, the bigger regional centres at the moment, doesn't it? Mm. So it's either Horsham, Ballarat, Bendigo for people, sort of, uh, in, in, or Warrnambool for people in our part of the world, which yeah. can be can be a long trip. Yeah, and um, by all accounts, when um, Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies first uh, commenced, um, there was the, the um, highest needs were in the area and the Horsham area. Okay, so that makes sense why the, there was the yeah. focus on on yeah. there. Um, yeah, but I, I think as we see the population growing across the Grampians Wimmera, which we are doing, there's going to be that need in, in other areas. And, you know, it'd be, be nice for us to say, yep, Grampians Community Health, we can fill that hole between yeah. Horsham and Ballarat or Horsham and Bendigo or wherever. That would be really, yeah. really good for um for people right across the, the Grampians and Wimmera. So pre-COVID times, what would yeah. be something that, you know, if you go into someone's house that you might be doing just to, to make sure that this baby is going to be in a safe and stable environment when they come? Um, we just um, well, we actually, you know, do our first home visit and we'd, you know, just go through a bit of paperwork and that. And then I suppose it's just to actually see what mum wants. So you'd have some good discussions about how she's feeling about being pregnant, what her thoughts are on being pregnant, um, the steps that you take, you know, like booking in um, to have baby, going through to um, antenatal classes. Um, so then we look into the hospital, link up with antenatal classes and extra support when we go to the doctor, go to the um, baby doctors or whatever you call them, obstetricians, isn't it? Yep. Yep. And go to the obstetricians and that with them and just to make sure that they're meeting their appointments and, and um, things like that. Um, we also include health information um, as to could be ceasing smoking or trying to to cut down. We also, just to make sure that mum is eating healthy and, and looking after herself. And how receptive are people to those sort of things, Mon? How receptive are some of the people who you, you say, look, you might need to eat a bit better or, or not drink or not smoke? Is that is that a conversation you've had to have a lot or is that not something you see often? Hopefully it's not something you see often. Well, there are some that, that still smoke and you can only offer the information and then it's up to them to make the decision. And then we sort of plan for the baby and um, if they can't, you know, sometimes it's very hard and very expensive to get baby items and that, so we plan what we can do. But through that, we just walk with them to make sure that we're meeting all their needs as to the best outcome we can get. That risk reduction stuff, isn't it? Yes, exactly. And, and having that support there for for any vulnerable mothers because there, there are probably some who are, correct me if I'm wrong, there's probably some who are feeling quite alone yeah. in these stages yeah. and that's where where people like yourself and, and Shannon who also does this, this role yeah. come in, play a really vital role actually in, yeah. in assisting the people in our community. Let's talk a little bit about something that, that you might be able to speak on a bit. It's a bit bit more fun. You brought it into... To the office yesterday, uh, some handmade dolls. Can you talk a little bit about those? 
Um, yeah, well, it, it sort of just came up through speaking with Linda Brochette um, and her mum knits these little dolls. And um, because we have um, welcome packs as we start off and um, bounty supply pre-mother and after-mother bags, um, and we put a little bundle together, um, and one of these things is this little doll, um, and we put that in the bag as well. And it's just more or less acknowledging Grampians Community Health Plus, this little doll is sort of the beginning of their journey. And they really, the mums and that seem to really enjoy it. And plus, if there's other little children, we'll give them one as well because this is the journey of this pregnancy to um, hopefully have a really great outcome at the... And the lady who made them, Ivy, Ivy Bruchette, we'll give her, mm-hmm. give her a shout out. She yeah. was a volunteer at GCH for 25 years as well. Yes, um, so... Um, I didn't realise that until um, Linda was informing me of all this, and I just think it's wonderful that she's still contributing to Grampians Community Health in a in a positive way. Absolutely, and giving something back to the to the community. Um, I know my kids got some of the um, from the maternal child health nurse got some of the knitted teddies, Ooh. and I think we've still got them. Actually, they're still lying around somewhere. They loved them, I'm sh- and I reckon the kids would, especially some siblings who get some of these, they'd be all over those, wouldn't they? Yes, they do. They really like them and it's sort of something little personal that they can tuck under their arm or whatever. And, yeah, it, it is a really good beginning and a starting point. Um, any, any of them ever named Monica? Any of the, uh, the, the dolls get given the moniker oh, of Monica? Y- y- yes. Um, they do get different names. Some are good. <laughs> and some are just whatever the baby. So if the baby's named Emily, it's called Emily. And often it's just, often I see them sitting up in the nursery, which is really good. That's nice. And, it's, and it, yeah, it, it's great to see these little things appreciated. And like we said, it's great to see someone who'd already given so much time to the community still yeah. be giving back after yeah. volunteering for 25 years and now making these. And um, there is, uh, there's been a post up on Facebook of, of your good self sitting there with, with a few of them showing them off. So uh, scroll back through our, our social feeds and you'll see that. Ooh. Monica, is there um, any, any other message that you'd like to get across to anyone out there listening, maybe if people would like to self-refer, what's the best way to do that? Um, that's through our GCH number, um, which is... 53587400. Yes, and you just say, could I place a Healthy Mothers Healthy Babies referral? And we would welcome that. Yeah, and then we would go from there. We'd make contact with you and then work through, you know, how we can help or what we could do for you. That felt like I was playing basketball again then, Monica, with the phone number. You set me up, threw the ball up and just waited for me to, to slam it through the ring. It was brilliant. <laughs> Taking me back to my sprightly youth. Um, now, Mon, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I don't, you know, I'm, I don't think you mind me saying Monica was extremely nervous about doing this. I think you've done a bloody excellent job. I think you <laughs> and Shannon both do a fantastic job with Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies. It's a really important program for, for uh, people right across our communities. So thanks for your time and thanks for being on the Communities of Middle Name podcast. Oh, thank you, Gareth. There you go. That's another podcast in the books. Thank you again to Monica. I know it was a big deal for you to come on and have a chat, but I think it's a worthwhile thing to talk about. I think Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies is a fantastic program that Grampians Community Health offers, and it's good to get the word out there about it. 
This podcast, of course, is the Community is Eminent Name podcast brought to you by Grampians Community Health and Grampians Community Health would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which this podcast was recorded and produced, the Jabberwung people, and like to pay our respects to all elders past, present and emerging. The intro and outro music is an original composition by Andrew Parsons, and that's used with his permission, so thank you, of course, for that, uh, Andrew. You can follow Grampians Community Health on social media, facebook.com slash Grampians Community Health, or at GCH Grampians on both Instagram and Twitter. Of course, Grampians Community Health, uh, as we mentioned earlier in the show, offers a wide range of services across many parts of Western Victoria. Um, go to our website, gch.org.au, for more information, or call us 53587400. And uh, don't forget as well, you can follow this podcast or like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Alexa, uh, Amazon, Google, wherever good podcasts are found. Before I finish up to, I would just like to clarify one thing that was mentioned in the podcast. Um, when I mentioned Monica setting me up for the slam dunk, full disclosure, the only time I could ever dunk a basketball was when I was playing on my PlayStation. Couldn't do it for real life ever, unfortunately, even when I was much younger and fitter. Thank you for joining me again this week, everyone. I really hope you've appreciated uh, the chat I had with Monica, and I hope that you enjoyed the show. And we'll be back again very shortly with another episode of the Communities and Middle Name podcast, proudly presented to you by Grandfields Community Health. So thank you again and so long.